BakerBots LLP provides podcasts for educational purposes only. They are not legal advice. This communication may constitute attorney advertising. Welcome to the Environmental Evolutions Podcast, where we explore the changing landscape of environmental law and policy. I'm your host, Megan Burge, coming to you as always from my glorious closet here in Joshua Tree, California. This is the next episode in our Fast Facts series. The goal of episodes in this series is to break down recent developments or convoluted legal issues in 15 minutes or less. On March 16, 2021, environmental groups lodged with the Federal Trade Commission a first-of-its-kind false advertising claim against Chevron. The petition asks the FTC to use what is referred to as its green guides against the company for allegedly misleading consumers on the climate and environmental impacts of its operations. With me today to discuss the petition is my partner, Maureen O'Halsen. Marine currently chairs the firm's global antitrust and competition practice. Before joining BakerBots, yes, there was life before BakerBots. Marine led the FTC as acting chairman and commissioner, so she is just the person to help us tackle this issue. So without further ado, I'm going to set my timer and get this ball rolling. Marine, thank you for joining me today. Happy to be joining you, Megan. Thanks. Well, since this is an environmental podcast, can you start by giving us just a layman's explanation of what is in the petition? Yes, certainly. Happy to. So the Federal Trade Commission is an agency that actually has a dual role. There's the competition antitrust side of the house, but then the other part of the FTC's role is in the consumer protection area, where it oversees unfair or deceptive practices, which includes deceptive advertising. So that is why this petition was directed towards the Federal Trade Commission. So the petition from Earth, they they call it a complaint, but it, it doesn't mean that the FTC has to file a legal complaint. This is a petition or a complaint that they filed with the Federal Trade Commission. Can I stop you there just to clarify? Yeah. So essentially, it sounds like what you're explaining is that it's a petition asking the FTC to act rather than an actual action. That's correct. Earthworks, Global Witness, and Greenpeace USA filed this, what they deem a complaint, which is a a request that the FTC take a look at and take action against Chevron. And they allege that Chevron has engaged in misrepresentations involving its a climate-friendly and socially responsible activity. And they claim that this is actually creating a misleading set of claims. And so they, their arguments are that Chevron portrays itself as a ever cleaner or clean company, and they allege that it doesn't live up to that. They claim that that Chevron implies its business operations don't harm or even help the environment. The petition claims misrepresentations about the benefits of biomethane as a renewable natural gas. Uh, And finally, that Chevron depicts itself as a racial and social justice advocate. 
And uh, in their petition, they are claiming that Chevron is, is misrepresenting its activities because it is a fossil fuel company. It is relying on climate polluting fossil fuels, which disproportionately harm communities of color, according to their, according to their complaint. So the request is that the FCC look at this under its some specific advertising guidance that the FCC has involving environmental claims. And as I mentioned, the FCC is a consumer protection enforcer, the federal consumer protection enforcer, and does routinely bring false advertising claims against companies um, large and small. So that, that's why this is being directed to the FTC. Got it. And you mentioned that specific set of environmental guides. That's what's referred to as the green guides, right? That's correct. So the green guides are, so the FTC has authority over preventing deceptive uh, practices, which includes allegations of deceptive advertising. And the FCC has issued what is called the Green Guides. It's actually updated them a number of times. And when I was there as a commissioner, it was one of the times that, that we updated them. And uh, so these are published in the Code of Federal Regulations, and they are an interpretation of the FCC's underlying authority over deceptive claims, an interpretation about the Commission's current view about what is necessary to make a non-deceptive or non-misleading environmental claim. They don't confer, you know, any rights on anyone, and they don't actually operate to bind the FCC or the public. But the idea is that this is an articulation of the FCC's views about environmental claims. The, the thing about the Green Guide is they lay out general principles, and they talk about the kind of evidence that a company, an advertiser, needs to have if it is making either general environmental benefit claims or carbon offsets, you know, degradable claims, compostable. Uh, some of the things, renewable energy claims, source reduction claims, uh, those kinds of things. It's got very specific guidance in it. Now, the interesting thing about it is that it is been applied or by its own terms, applied to a product, packaging of that product or a service. The SEC has done a number of, taken a number of enforcement actions pursuant to the Green Guide, but all of them have been focused on claims about a particular product like VOCs in paint or foam mattresses for children. It's very interesting to me how this difference that you're drawing between the prior complaints, the more traditional complaints dealing, again, with looking at the claims about the product versus looking at holistically sort of the operations that lead up to that product. That's right. So in advertising law and advertising enforcement law, it has for deception under the FCC, it has to mislead a reasonable consumer or consumer acting reasonably in a way that would be material, which means it would affect that consumer's purchase 
a certain product, service, you know, what have you. So again, it's sort of been tied more back to that. Now, there's an open question whether the FCC deception authority under the green guides or otherwise would be able to reach such a broad, um, non-specific kinds of claims that the, this group is challenging here, which is about you know, kind of overall corporate, you know, addressing climate change, right? But that's a very, very broad thing. It's not saying we've reduced emissions by 10% or this product is 5% less polluting than, than it was, or, or this is recyclable. And, you know, the question is it recyclable? Is it compostable? You know, does it have VOCs? <laughs> Something like that that's a lot more measurable. Because what the FTC is typically looking for is that if you have a claim like that, that then you have substantiation to show you a scientific test that shows that environmental benefit. Or if you have, if you make a claim that something is, you know, recyclable, that in the area where that claim is being made, there are actually those kinds of recycling facilities available. So it's typically focused on that kind of like measurable claim rather than something like enhancing environmental stewardship. That's that's very hard to measure. But I keep thinking of as subjective. That seems like a very subjective term. It it is subjective. It is subjective. And now the FTC in the Green Guide does talk about the idea that marketers have to identify the express and implied claims that an advertisement reasonably conveys and that the reasonable interpretations of those claims are truthful and not misleading and supported by a reasonable basis before they make those claims. They do talk about in the guides how environmental marketing claims like green or sometimes things like a visual like a, a leaf or a you know tree or, or something like that. There was one about a printer shown in a nest and it said uh, in, a, in a forest and it, it, I forget exactly what the claim was, but it implied like an environmentally um, uh, beneficial or neutral kind of product. So that's, again, what they're looking for. Uh, this claim is, I think, different. It's saying as a company operating by providing fossil fuels, can you make any kind of claim about saying that you are trying to enhance environmental stewardship or you want to address climate change? I think that's a lot harder to quantify and then test against some measurable thing that you could say a consumer would assume addressing climate change means, you know, something, you know, more tangible. I think that's the question for the FTC here if they look into this. Well, how do they measure what a consumer would take away from that and then test that against extrinsic evidence? That actually is a perfect segue to the question that I just kept thinking of as you were explaining where the green guides have been applied before versus where we are now with this petition. What's next for the FTC? I mean, what kind of, as we discussed at the top of the episode, they're not actually obligated to do anything just by virtue of this petition being filed. What test or benchmark or tangible measure 
or what are they going to apply to decide whether they should take action? Yes, that's a really good question. And to analogize to previous requests that have been made to the FTC. So there, over a number of years, there was a group called the Physicians Committee for Responsible Medicine, which was actually a vegan or vegetarian organization that believed that dairy products, and it was tied to PETA, actually, that you know, they were um, questioning the value of dairy products. And so they often brought these kinds of claims to the FTC that if there is, you know, someone made a claim of um, healthy weight with dairy, right? And they filed a petition with the FTC, the Physicians Committee for Responsible Medicine, saying that's a false and misleading advertising. And those the FTC would look at them, but they never took action on them. I think because the, for this, really for the same reason to say, okay, well, what is the specific claim that someone is taking away from that? And can it be subject to, you know, some sort of <laughs> test that would prove that? Now, under the FTC's authority, they, their view is, well, you're responsible for whatever claim you make. And so if you make a claim and consumers take back interpretation away, then you have to be able to, to prove that. But we all know that a lot of advertising is more general. It's more high concept. There's a term in advertising called puffery. I wouldn't quite say these are puffery, but when someone says the best cup of coffee in the world, <laughs> there's no expectation that <laughs> there's going to be a test to show what's the best cup of coffee in the world. There's certain expectation that consumers understand some claims to be more nebulous. And I think there would be a real necessity for the FTC to do some line drawing if it were to try to pursue this petition through an investigation and then an enforcement action under the Green Guide. That is a great answer. And I really appreciate you clarifying that because there is some confusion just in process and procedure and what this filing really means. So before I let you go today and before we close out our time, I do want to ask, what are you watching for with regards to this case? Well, the new acting chairwoman of the FTC, Rebecca Slaughter, has mentioned among her priorities are COVID relief, privacy, and racial equity issues. So to to the extent that this petition puts, you know, makes an an argument that they're, you know, depicting the company as a racial and social justice advocate, if they were to start investigating that, I think that would be like a real signal for all companies who make those kinds of claims. And then I think the, the other thing to be watching is if the FTC does, I mean, they could open an investigation just of one company. They could do an industry-wide inquiry. One of the things that the FTC has is a study power. It's called the 6B authority, where it can study it can study industry conditions more generally, and it has the power to use compulsory process to obtain documents from companies to do that study. So there's a whole host of things the FTC could, if it wanted to move forward on this, to do. 
investigation of an individual company, a sweep of companies, it could do a workshop, it could do a study, it could put out additional green guide guidance, the last uh, revisions of the green guide was in 2012, could decide it wanted to update that guidance to cover these more, you know, broad-based claims. So there's, there's a host of things the FCC could do, and I think that's what companies should be watching for. Does this create a response within the FTC to take from that menu of options one or, or more of those options? If they do any of those options, Maureen, we'll definitely have you come back on the podcast for an update for all the listeners. It's an interesting area. I think we're at a time when uh, there's a lot of rethinking of traditional approaches and views at the at the FTC. A lot of groups are filing these very broad-based petitions with the FTC to see if they get any traction under the new leadership. And I'm sure some of them will. We just have to see which ones will. <laughs> we'll get back, you know, investment of resources at the agency. Well, this has been wonderful. I really appreciate you joining me today. No, it's my, my pleasure, Megan. And for all the listeners, I'm pretty sure we're at the 15-minute mark. If you'd like more information about the petition, there's a link in our episode notes. And if you'd like to follow up with Maureen, her contact information is available as well. That's all for today's Fast Facts episode. I'm Megan Burge. Thank you for spending time with me. Thank you for listening to this BakerBots podcast. For more information on BakerBots practices, please visit us at bakerbots.com. For over 180 years, through 13 offices in nine countries, BakerBots has the experience, knowledge, and people to solve our clients' most significant legal issues. This presentation is provided by BakerBots LLP for educational and informational purposes only. It is not legal advice. Under the rules of certain jurisdictions, this communication may constitute attorney advertising.